Before we get into today's podcast, I want to take a quick second to apologise to you, our dear listener, for the delay in the release of this podcast. Earlier in the week, Amelia and I did record an intro and an outro to the podcast, but then, due to some technical difficulties, or should I say just me, I ended up deleting it before we put it together. So, I apologise. And now, with no further delay, Amelia, play the theme music. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Plant-Based Performance Podcast. If you are new here, my name is Amelia Rose and I'm a singer. And I am Lee Petcher and I am an actor. How are you? I'm falling to bits, Emma. <laughs> Let's not lie about the fact I've got something on my neck which I believe to be impetigo. I don't know, it's going away. It's going away, but you know, I've suffered from it before, so... Let's see what happens there. We've got some on my eye, which is taking up residence there for about two months now. <laughs> Started off as a stye and now it's just taken it's new, over. It's a new body part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired a lot, but that's down to us starting a new workout regime, which I love. It's super challenging. It's so full on. I've never known anything like it. But I love that. It's a challenge and yeah. I'm not one of these people that wake up bright and early first thing and be like, yeah, let's take on the day. <laughs> but, <No. laughs> you know, it's enough to get me out of bed and crack on. Um, I am on this workout thing that we're doing. I have a friend who actually introduced me to it. She hasn't done it herself, but right. she had seen it online and, and thought that maybe it would be good for us. And um I see her at work every day and every day she asks me on a scale of one to 10, how awful was it? <laughs> um, Did you start at 10 and now it's like 11, 12, I, Every day so far has been a 10, <laughs> every day. <laughs> it's good though. I really do enjoy it. And I can't believe that it's on YouTube for free. Yeah. That that baffles me. Uh, but alongside that, we're carrying on with the eating. And, you know, I, I was in a really bad place recently. Body-wise. Body-wise. And, and mental health issue-wise about my body. But this seems to have kick-started it up in a, a positive way. And I'm, I'm doing things to make sure I change. I'm getting out of the house. Whereas before, what I'd realised is when I was working at the sports shop, the bar and the cinema, I was cracking up like... Upwards of 30,000 steps a day. Yeah. Yeah. There were days where you'd walked a lot. Yeah. And not only that, there was the the lifting and shifting involved as well. You know, like the beer kegs, uh, all the, the boxes of stock for the sports shop and uh, the sweets and the, the pop and stuff from the, the cinema. So that was an extra workout alongside the workout that I would normally do. Yeah. Whereas now I'm just behind a computer screen. I barely left the house throughout yeah. the week. So obviously that was going to take a toll as well. So. The funny thing is though, is like your the job you're doing now is probably the best job you've ever had. Oh yeah. But it's like been the opposite in terms of 
fitness wise for mm. you. So it's like just finding a balance, isn't it? It is. So, you know, I am. I'm pushing myself to get out at least for a walk, if not for a run um, every day. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm getting better at that. How are you? Yeah, good. I've had I've just had a week off. I'm at the end of a week off work. Um, there's always a slight like worry going back into work. I don't know if everybody else feels this way, but like the the week off's great, but then the amount of work you have to catch up on, yeah, is like... always a bit. It's a bit bittersweet, <laughs> isn't it? It's like, why did I even bother taking a holiday when I've got twice as much work to do now? Yeah, so I'm probably going to go back to like hundreds of emails from people just being like, "Where's my stuff?" So I've got that, but um, yeah. No, it's been it's been nice to not just not be at work. Like I like having a little break in the routine every now and again. But it's been a good week because of a couple of things, really. Yeah. We celebrated our five year anniversary. Yes, we did. We've been together for five whole years. And How have you put up with me for so long? Uh I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I've had a few <laughs> mental breakdowns in the time. Um but no, that was nice. We we couldn't we couldn't obviously do much, but we no. we watched a couple of movies that mean something to us. And... Well, yeah. So as listeners know, we met on a tour of Pinocchio. Yeah. So we thought, what better than to re-watch a Disney classic of Pinocchio? It's not what I remember it being, though. It's not, is it? So it turns out in the Disney movie, obviously, we're not talking any other adaptation of which Pinocchio. there are many by the there way because many we were like oh let's watch pinocchio for our anniversary that'll be cute typed it into um the fire stick the fire stick and about 10 different versions of pinocchio yeah. came up but we went for the disney one because that's the one we've seen before um <laughs> so it turns out in the whole movie his nose only grows once <laughs> that only happens once once i mean it grows far he tells many lies in that small amount of time but it only grows once and what was the other thing we talked about i'm a real boy oh yeah he does he barely even talks about being a real boy <laughs> like that's the that's the premise of what the blue fairy she's like don't worry about it hun do this this and this and, and maybe you can be a real boy so he's like okay but then doesn't really talk about it for the rest of the movie until he is a real boy. It's mad. And that's it? the two things that you remember most about Pinocchio. And yeah, as people, does he turn into a donkey, which he spends most of the film as he a has, part donkey. He has ears for so long. <laughs> people don't ever bring that up. I don't remember that. It's it's a creepy movie, I'm not going to lie. So dark. Yeah, you can, I can tell why it's not one of like the favourites among the kids now. Like, there's some that have transferred quite well from when we were young. Mm. I don't think that's one of them. And the alcohol and the tobacco depictions. They just... Oh, my God, they smoke constantly. Kids as well, little boys. Children are smoking, yeah. It's, it's yeah, weird. Anyway, um, and then we also watched Deadpool because that was our first our first date yeah. alongside our lovely friend Morse because he also wanted to come. <laughs> Bless. There was an issue with um, Ailey, one of our previous guests, and we won't go into why, but she was invited. We didn't like leave her out, but she decided to stay at home. And poor Moss, bless him, he felt like a little third wheel. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, I'll I'll go and sit over there by myself." And I was like, "No, sit with us. We're not going to be smooching through the whole movie." I was like, "Yeah, Moss, sit over there." No, <laughs> no I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> We've over. never been like that. I don't understand couples that go to the cinema not to watch the movie. No, exactly. I when I go to a movie. 
I don't want to sit down and be thoroughly entertained. I've paid a lot of money it's to watch cheap. this thing. Yeah, cinema's not cheap. So if I, I want to kiss and canoodle, I can do that <laughs> anywhere. Anywhere. I'm not going to pay for the privilege of doing that. <laughs> nah, we're not that kind of couple, are we? <laughs> anyway, so that happened this week, which was nice. Um, it's the longest relationship I've ever been in. So congratulations, well done on that. Well done. Um, and then also a couple of days before that, my sister. Gave birth to a new baby. Aww. She had a baby boy. She's already got a little girl who's three and a half. Um, and now I have a nephew too. Huge congratulations, Sarah. And Darren as well. I'm sure yeah. he played his part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and she FaceTimed me the other day with him. And, oh, well, <laughs> they kept saying he looked like a sweet potato, which he does a little bit, but... It's, that, that, it's, it's a very handsome sweet potato. That's what I said. That's what I said. He is the most handsome sweet potato I have ever seen. Oh, welcome to the world, Brody. And I'm sorry that it's in such a, a state as it is at the moment with the whole COVID, Black Lives Matter, what's going on in social media at the moment. It's 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 a, it's a, crazy, a shit story. It's a crazy world. And it, if I'm honest, this good news this week has been a really nice distraction for yeah. me because I find social media a bit tough sometimes. I'm finding it tough. I've actually had a week off, not this week, it was the week previous. I had a week off social media altogether. And how did you find that? There were times through the day where I'd have a, a like an itching for it. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah. Like, like, oh, I really want to... It's addictive, isn't I it? I really want to see what someone's put on Instagram. But I didn't. I, I found I spent a lot of time on my phone still, mm. but I was doing other things. So I've, I've been trying to learn a bit of Spanish. It's not going well. Yeah. It's very hard. I also was on Pinterest. Do you know what the Spanish for cancer is? <laughs> this is a Deadpool reference right there and it is El Cancer um, <laughs> so yeah I found I was on Pinterest quite a lot as well because um, with us getting married I've got some Pinterest boards for for the wedding yeah so I found I was on Pinterest quite a lot, which I guess some people would maybe class as a social media as well. But it's I find it's different because it's people I don't know, and it's not I'm not connecting with them, liking their photos and stuff. It's that I'll see something that I like and I'll pin it to my board. Yeah. So I I see it as more of a vision board than right, anything okay. else. Yeah. So I don't. I, that's why I didn't stop myself from going on to Pinterest. Um. But I actually really quite liked not being on social media for a week because I felt like it defogged my brain. Right. I felt like I was getting headaches and not even like, not like headaches, like, I, like I've got a medical problem. It's more that I'm like frowning right. at what I'm seeing because everything is just so negative. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't talk about these things because they need talked about, but it's just so negative. It's a really tough place to be sometimes. I think when you came off social media, you said something to me just before you've gone back on it. And you said, let's us both use social media for what we want to use social media for. Mm -hmm. And okay, I have to use social media for work. And that that's a different thing. I, I can detract from that. That's not a problem. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I think I'm just, if I do use social media now, at the moment, I'm trying to do what you did. I'm not taking a full break off, but I'm not commenting or posting as much as I normally would. And on that vein, uh, make sure you follow us on social media. <laughs> <laughs> We're at Twitter and Instagram at PB Performers Pod. <laughs> so what's going on with veganism at the moment, Emma? Anything new? Not a whole load. I did find out a new celebrity vegan. Yeah. And that is 
the wonder that is Rosario Dawson. We love her. She's amazing. And if you don't know who Rosario Dawson is, all Where I would say is... Where have you been to start off with? Yeah, all I would say is Google her because I'm 100% sure you know who Rosario Dawson is. She's absolutely incredible. She's in everything. She's in absolutely everything. She's in all of the kind of universes, isn't she? She's in a, mm. She's in the Marvel universe on the Netflix stuff. Yep. She's now in the Star Wars universe. She was she's in Mandalorian. Yeah, she's she was in the Mandalorian, completely stole the episodes that she yes. was in. Yeah, she did. Um she played Ahsoka Tano if you did watch it and wonder who she is. She was in Rent, the movie. Yeah. And I love Rent. We've talked about Rent on this podcast before. She's in Clerks too. She's in Clerks. So she's in that universe as well. She's just amazing. Like she's amazing. I think she's probably one of my favorite actors. And, but funnily enough, if you ask me, she wouldn't be the first person that springs to mind. Yeah. Yeah. She's one of those people who is constantly working, had a massive career. And then, when somebody say, oh, who's your favourite? You think of the big ones, don't you? Mm. It's like me. Um, I was having this conversation with uh, Ross, who I work with. He was just at a read-through for something and Martin Freeman has been cast in this thing. Mm. And it's like, when I think about it, he's such an amazing actor. He's done so, so much. I would kill to have his career. He's had a really long career. But ask me who my favourite actor is. He wouldn't be up there, but he really is. Yeah, he's like... I don't mean to. I don't mean this to sound horrible, but he's like a little forgettable. But he's not forgettable. Like I think he's forgettable because he's not in the public eye all the time. Yeah, he's just like a normal. He's just a normal kind book. of guy. And I think that's the same with Rosario Dawson. She's she doesn't do anything like, as far as I'm aware, particularly scandalous or anything like that. She's just out there living her life, making awesome movies and awesome TV shows. Rosario. If you're listening to this, which I'm sure you are. Well, of course she is. Please get in touch and we would love to have you on the podcast. As well as your good friend, Kevin Smith. Definitely bring bring along Kevin and his daughter, Harley, because, you know, I've heard that they're vegans as well. Yes, yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> but speaking of like actors and uh, actresses, this is the Plant-Based Performers podcast. What's mm. new with the the industry at the moment? Um, so theatre wise is things are starting to come out now with like dates of when they plan to open. That's particularly good. the West End. I think that's probably the first place. So with this roadmap, I've heard that the pubs and like pub gardens and beer gardens are opening before theatres and shows and things like that. Yeah. If we did a show in a pub garden, yeah. in a beer garden, would that be allowed? Probably, yeah. <laughs> probably. There's a little hack for you guys. <laughs> let's all just yeah, let's all do shows in pub pub gardens. So things are starting to to come out with dates. The first one I've seen is May, which I think is a little soon. I don't mm. know if that will be the case. Um, that was Les Mis. They're they're planning on wow. starting in May, um, and they also are planning on bringing their tour back, but not till November. I don't right. think. I have seen that Frozen t- is intending to open in August. I think. Okay. Um, yeah. Stuff's coming. Well, that's exciting, if if nothing else. The fact that people are back in rehearsals and dates are being announced. And yeah, it just, yeah. It gives us hope again. No, it does. It's been really nice to see, like, I follow a lot of theatre actors on social media myself and some have been going into rehearsals, like Andrew Lloyd Webber's new show, Cinderella, that's yeah. started rehearsing now. I think it was just this week they started. So that's like exciting because it's coming back fantastic and i work at a theater obviously so i would be 
I'll be very interested to see what sort of dates were given because at the moment, I don't think they have a clue. Well, things are happening with your theatre. You had a phone call recently, didn't you? Yeah, so I say I work at a theatre. Unfortunately, that might not be the case for much longer. So I work in a box office and basically, even pre-COVID, the numbers of customers apparently has fallen. I say apparently because I recall many a time (laughs) where there was queues out the door. (laughs) But apparently, yeah, the numbers of customers in person has fallen drastically. Everything else nowadays is all going online, isn't it? Personally, I buy everything online. I do. And the only reason that I... I mean, you do anything to avoid a person anyway, even at like Tesco's. <laughs> yeah, I do. You're right. I, I, I'm part of the problem. So yeah, they're, they're basically they're not going to be opening box office for as long anymore. So talk, there are talks that they won't need the, as many staff. Right. Um, and I'm a, I'm a zero hour member of staff and I have a full-time job elsewhere now because of COVID. So it just, we don't know. We don't know yet. Um, it may not be till the end of April till we find out exactly what's going on. But funnily enough, the lovely interviewee we have on today is my colleague at the theatre. It's like I planned that really, isn't Segwayed it? Segwayed right in there. <laughs> my lovely friend Jordan, who has been working at the theatre for a really long time, but is also a singer. So as soon as we met, we just, we bonded. Because yeah. we we're like, you're a singer. I'm a singer. Let's talk about singing. <laughs> Not let's sing together. Let, let's talk about we did, singing. <laughs> we did sing at a karaoke bar one time and it was wonderful. <laughs> what did you sing? We sang Ain't No Mountain High Enough because we both knew the harmonies for it. <laughs> Jordan is a Manchester-based singer-songwriter, proud ticket seller and wannabe actor. Working predominantly in weddings and corporate events, Jordan has recently began work on his own original material throughout lockdown. Recently plant-based and big fan of the podcast, thank you very much, Jordan. Thank you. He's here to talk about the privileges and pitfalls of a lifestyle change against the backdrop of the COVID-19 pandemic. Jordan Ashton, thank you so much for joining us on the Plant-Based Performers Podcast. How are you? Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. I'm okay. I'm good. Surviving, but not thriving. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much like that. everyone else. But yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. No problem. So you're quite new to being plant-based, aren't you? Baby, baby, baby pretend vegan. I'm, I'm very reluctant to use the word vegan at the moment. I, mm-hmm. and I've, I'm sort of um, steering more towards the term plant-based at the minute, I think. Um, because I'm still very... I'm definitely not, by definition, a biblical vegan. Yeah. Um, but maybe we, one day. We've been talking a lot to to other people in interviews mm. about labels yeah. because labels are just... It, it feels like there's so many rules that come with them. Like, if someone asks, I'll probably say I'm vegan. But, yeah. you know, I wear wool. Depends on who you're stuff. talking to. I, yeah, because I, I remember when I listened, I think it was your first one where you were talking about that. You're kind of stepping into that yeah. kind of beyond the diet moment moment who am I Mariah Carey um, <laughs> but um it depends on who you're talking to like if I was talking to my family members who maybe don't aren't as interested in it or haven't consumed as much kind of information about it as me I'd probably say vegan but yeah. if I said vegan online I think oh you'd get, yeah, get slaughtered you and worn myself like you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know sorry if that offended anyone no it's a joke. God, no it's absolutely uh, <laughs> no it's absolutely it's all kind of relative, I guess, isn't it? So compared yeah. to my mum and dad, yeah, vegan, but otherwise try and 
minimize my impact is what I say yeah 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 so where sure. where did it start for you when because obviously I've known you we work in a theater together and when mm-hmm. in March when we left I don't think you were plant-based at that time I was eating a chicken breast yeah I was <laughs> midway through a chicken burger um, and then it's short <laughs> um no, yeah. So I was, it probably, I can't really remember the exact date or month. Really. I think it was in August. I feel like it was in August um, that I kind of decided to do it, but I didn't really put, like, like we were saying, I didn't really put a label on it. Um, it was more something that I thought, oh, I'll just try and minimize my impact a little bit and try and take mm. maybe kinder routes where I can. And I'd been vegetarian, <laughs> this is hilarious, Lucy. You weren't really vegetarian if you were vegetarian on and off, I don't think, but I was a vegetarian on and off as a child. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of had in my head then, when you're an adult and you have kind of um, more ownership of your life and you decide what's in your fridge and type in your cupboard, mm-hmm. that will probably be something that you prioritize a little bit more. Totally forgot about that then for about 20 years. <laughs> um, just swimming in mints for about <laughs> 10 of those years. Um, but I then I don't really know why it happened. I think I maybe had it in the back of my mind. And I knew, and I knew you and someone else in my other job um, what were vegan. And I'd, I found it quite interesting there. Having conversations with them, even as a meat eater, I found it very interesting what their slant was on things. Mm-hmm. Um, also... I've just actually been to Sainsbury's. I bought some Oreos and it was you that told me that Oreos are vegan. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. You were going to the shop and you were like, oh, is there anything that I can get that you could have? And I was like, I can have Oreos. Yeah. And you're like, okay, Oreos it is. <laughs> yeah. And then Oreos were the snack of choice then for everyone whenever I was in. <laughs> but yeah, so I'd, I was always really interested by it as a, interested in it as a, just a topic of conversation, even as someone that wasn't kind of practicing it, kind of where people drew the line. And I never wanted to be sort of disrespectful as to be quite honest I could hear other people not not so much with with us at our work Mm. but certainly with my other job it was almost almost like people would always kind of go well what's wrong with honey or what's Mm. wrong with this and I would always kind of be intrigued as to that answer but I didn't want to word it like that it's it's almost like people were always trying to catch people out which I always thought was very unfair even as someone that didn't really think that way at the time I kind of thought well there's no need to trip them up it's it's a choice they're making to try and be more kind but it's interesting as to see maybe why certain things are not considered certain things that universally you would think are not harmful yeah some people see there's the definitely a way to ask as well isn't yeah. there like oh, I, sure. I will happily have a conversation with anyone if someone says to me okay so why wouldn't you have honey well okay no problem here's my answer but when it's when you feel sort of exactly. attacked you're like well I'll tell you why it's because the bees get hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that sometimes kind of that often falls on the kind of falls on the vegan to, to take the brunt of that. Yeah. And this is this is from an external perspective. I always felt like it was very unfair to kind of paint people. There are people that are quite militant about it. And maybe sometimes they wouldn't even now they wouldn't discuss it the way that I would talk about it. Maybe you would talk about it. They talk about it with a lot of passion and 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 that can sometimes be misconstrued. Um, or sometimes people's demeanor, particularly people that get public platforms on TV because it's more divisive and it gets more people to watch it. Yeah. Um, their demeanor is sometimes quite, uh, it's it's quite divisive and it's, it sometimes undercuts what they're there to say because they're too heavily criticized for their way they're saying it, if that makes sense, too easily criticized. Um, I always kind of empathized with people that were kind of defending something that they really didn't need to defend. And I found it really interesting. And then I, I remember I just booked some annual leaves. Um, because it needed using at some point. And I, and I kind of cons- 
consumed a lot of the content that I knew existed that I had quite consciously decided to ignore for a while. So I remember mm-hmm. I've forgotten it, the name of the film. All of a sudden, it's a film on Netflix. Oh, Game changes. I should have written it down. No, I haven't. You know, I haven't watched a lot of the like actual documentary, big right. documentaries, like the very, very popular ones. But I watched a lot of um, Earthling Ed's videos. I watched yeah, a lot I of love Joey Armstrong slash Armstrong's yeah videos. Um, who I found quite difficult, even even when I stopped, at, like the way he talks on his own channel, and the way that he discusses things. Um, Joey Armstrong, this is the way that he discusses things when he's kind of got the microphone is actually very different to the way that he's he's portrayed on things like This Morning or right. Good Morning Britain, where it's clearly set up, as it always is, to get people butting heads. Yeah. Um, so I, I found that really interesting. But then there was also a film, what is it called? It's been out for ages. <gasps> and I can't... Okja. Oh, I don't know. I've not seen that. Have you seen that? <laughs> Blank faces. Okja. So Okja <laughs> is a film with um, Tilda Swinton in it. And it is a been out for ages and I, I remember learning about what it was about and was like that's probably a bit traumatic for me and I realized really that there was an interesting reason I wasn't watching it was because I knew what it was about and I didn't <laughs> want to watch it um and it's a film basically it's dystopian future and they've they've genetically engineered a super pig and it's basically oh. a, a story about that that's really um, interesting we'll need to watch that yeah, yeah you should watch it it's very sad it's quite graphic obviously it's cgi but it is quite graphic and i watched that and i thought you know what i'm not going to call myself a vegan straight away but i'm just going to see if i can make kind of more considered decisions about what i eat mm. yeah where i have the option to yeah i watched that and then i decided and i did kind of kept it secret a little bit for a while because i didn't want people going oh you're a vegan now oh you're a vegan now oh, you're a vegan now it's, like, it's not really anyone's business but yes interesting um and then, and I also thought, I, I knew that there was going to come a point in time, which there has, where I was going to go, oh, you're a bit of a hypocrite. Because I didn't want to, I remember kind of having a conversation with my housemate who's like, everyone that I've ever lived with has been lactose intolerant as well. So we've always had like milk alternatives mm. in the fridge. But I had this conversation with my housemate and I was saying, I don't really want to like make an enormous deal of it because... I know me and I know my relationship with food. And I know that eventually there will come a time when I'm going to fall off the wagon a little bit. And I don't want to kind of brand myself in permanent ink when I know that really it's not, it's not necessarily going to be the easiest transition to make kind of unpicking that conditioning of this is food. Yeah. Um, So I didn't really share it with anyone. And I actually um, found it very, very easy initially, but less so recently i would say which i find really interesting but yeah so probably since august i would say i've gone plant-based with a couple of stumbles along the way which i think is everyone does quite, it quite normal yeah, yeah i think but yeah since august and i think the the my housemate is really good at this actually she loves a platitude and a quote um but one of the thing, ones that i actually found helpful and not irritating um bless her <laughs> is she says it's about progress and not perfection and i would consider yeah. it's progress to, to to do that but yes definitely watch oak i don't even know if i made a point or if i just rambled um, <laughs> i love a good ramble but that's what, that's you what answer, production is for you answered <laughs> our question and that's all we're looking for so, so it could, that could have taken 10 seconds um what what is it that made oh. you go in august right now's a time that i'm going to start making these choices probably i, I had i booked that time off and i had nothing planned and I was a bit reluctant to book it off. And for some reason, I think maybe I was following someone on Instagram at the time, um, which who I've actually since unfollowed, but uh, <laughs> for, a number of, for a number of reasons. Um, 
but it had been in my head for a while anyway. And, and I, and I did have a lot of respect for people that kind of practiced veganism, if that's the right terminology. It just wasn't something that I thought I could do myself. And then I, I had a weekend where just randomly I ended up consuming a lot of content online mm. that basically maybe educated me into a lot of home truths that I have been quite willingly ignorant about mm. and stuff that to be quite honest, I don't think anyone actually knows mm. at all. And unless, unless you have an interest, unless people have made that decision and, and in terms specifically in terms of animal welfare, I, I recognized that there was, it was really interesting that I'd kind of procrastinated over w- watching Oakjar for a long time, knowing what the content was and that it kind of made me confront a lot of other odd, maybe hypocrisies about my relationship with food. Like I loved cooking, loved cooking meat, really enjoyed eating meat. Couldn't eat fish if it had a face. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Couldn't, didn't like eating anything off the bone. And yeah, I was yeah. like, well, there is a reason around that. And I think, and, and I love, I, I was in a bit of an obsessive state with it, which is positive and negative. But I was like, well, it's because I've probably developed kind of this cognitive dissonance where I'm like, if you don't think about it, if it is wrapped pretty in pink and, and you totally disconnect in your head that it's dead yeah, <laughs> yeah. that it then it then it's meat it's not animal it's meat and I think I'd, like I, I know that it was animal and I, and I had that but I kind of and I just thought that was really interesting and I thought well it's you do have a problem with where it came from else you would be able to just eat it yeah universally and I, and I, I have I have some opinions that I think would probably be very controversial among vegan 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 vegans um, but I de- definitely, definitely have an issue with like westernized mass farming. And that's a lot of the stuff that I was kind of educating my, myself mm. on. Um, yeah. So that's really where it came from. That was a couple, it's just a very, very bored weekend, basically. <laughs> no, but it's so true though. Like we've said it. Could have gone for a before. run. <laughs> you could have gone for a run. <laughs> Exposés on animal cruelty instead. <laughs> but it's true what you say though. Like meat, it, it's not called cow with a cow face is called a burger and it's completely mm. different shape and a sausage isn't a pig it's yeah. a sausage in a completely different shape so you you do disconnect and it, it isn't until yeah. you do the research and it, it that that line just goes actually yeah that is what that is and that's how they were treated to get that product yeah i find it really interesting as well now how many things i kind of notice and kind of go that's really weird that that is that's the way it is mm. because only because kind of very, very cautious when I talk about things like this, about sounding condescending or anything, as I'm sure you guys are having listened to podcasts before, um, about sounding condescending or sort of better than people. But I, I do notice things now that I would never have noticed that I kind of go, well, that's kind of warped. Like, yeah. That I, like that I don't. I'm still not. I, I will hold my hands up and say I'm still not repulsed by the idea of other people eating meat or meat being on the table or anything like that. It's it's it is still you know for better or for worse. I would argue predominantly for worse. Um, a fact of life. Yeah. But the fact that we that it, meat and dairy and things are actively branded using animals, despite the fact. Yes. Like I remember. The milk that I used to buy had a picture of a cow on the front. And, yeah. I, and then what, having watching that, having watched a lot of content, I was like, oh, cows don't look like that where my milk came from. <laughs> there's, um, there's one brand of sausage and it's called like the Jolly Pig or something. And I'm like, no, uh, hun, yeah. that pig's not very jolly because it's dead. Like, yeah, it, it feels wrong, doesn't it? I find, 
think the, the I think the thing that I find kind of the most warped about the industry in general and the idea of it is, is that it is, and that my eyes were kind of open to, is that it is an industry. It yeah. very much. Oh, someone's just likes me on Hinge. That's what that sounded. Yeah. Like, if anyone wondered. <laughs> Yes. Know what I'm doing tonight? Uh, <laughs> oh God, I've not left the house. Um, my point being, how how interesting it was that it is an industry that is geared to make money out of people, which is why, yeah, I just I, I found it really interesting that that this cogn- like this kind of cognitive dissonance is isn't inherent in people. It's kind of bred and it's engineered to make money from people. Mm. And I think if people yeah. really a lot of people, not everybody, and that's absolutely fine. A lot, well, maybe not fine, <laughs> but that's that's the the nature of life is that um, not everyone would agree, even if they knew all the facts. But the, that we're kept, I think, very much, quite consciously and quite actively kept yeah. ignorant to a lot of the 100%. things that go on behind the scenes. Yeah, and I loved a video because I was struggling to come to terms with it myself because at the time and somewhat now I'm kind of like, well, I know it's a fact of life that animals eat other animals and that we are animals. It's not necessarily that that I have an issue with, in principle. But we are—we've moved past the point of you eat to survive, and it's—it's mm. it's become a—it's become a capitalist commodity. Without sounding too political, it's—it's it's true. The idea that we've commoditized something that is living and breathing, rather, to the point that we can't meet the demand that we have without compromising animal welfare standards. Yeah. If it—and I watched a really, really video because I was kind of struggling in my head. I, was, I had a very obsessive reaction to it, and was watching everything and kind of constantly. Had nothing else to do. I'm sure you couldn't imagine. <laughs> but um, every name is escaping my brain. The lady that plays Amy Ferrer Fowler in the bank, Big Bang Theory. Mayim Bialik. Yeah. Mayim Bialik. She has the Why Am I Vegan video. And it's so mm. interesting. And it kind of helped chill me out a little bit. Because I was like, well, I'm, this is awful. And this is awful. And this is awful. And the world is doomed. And global warming. And animals are dying. Like I was ruining the Went down a hole. Yeah. Went down a total rabbit hole. And then that video kind of give, gave me a bit of clarity um, as to what our relationship with me was versus what it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, I found that really interesting. Again, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I'm just talking in general. This is probably going to happen as a recurrent theme. It's absolutely <laughs> fine. You, you said something earlier, which I wanted to touch back on. You said that you have different views about vegan, vegan, vegans. The oh no. Vegans might find a bit controversial. <laughs> what are they? Just be honest. And so I, I, so just kind of just what I said, I just reiterated, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever want to. So I don't see it necessarily right now ask me in a year five years when i've been doing this for a lot longer i'm sure my opinions might be quite different maybe they won't um but i don't disagree with the concept of in general in the wild animals eat animals we are animals we we can eat and digest animals i don't think it's the worst thing in the world for people to eat meat i think there are definitely there are sort of economies around the world that are set up differently and cultures around the world that their meat trade is very different. Yeah. I don't know enough about it, but I, I think there are, I don't think it's necessarily justifiable or necessary here. Yeah. But in, in principle, no one's naive. When people use the argument against vegans or plant-based people on TV, oh, well, lions eat deers. No, we're not lions in the wild. We're not even people in the wild. You know, there are a lot of things that happen in the wild that we don't do. And, yeah. and the, that, that would be brilliant. I, I have a love-hate relationship with Piers Morgan, to be quite honest, but he's just <laughs> one of the, the biggest, probably, he do, he's not anti-vegan. He just doesn't treat them with much respect on his show. Um, yeah. But but he, you know, no one is naive to that fact. 
but we don't, but it's, it's not, I don't think it's the, the idea of eating meat in general that offends a lot of people or that people want to abstain from. It's the being complicit in a kind of supply chain that means that that demand takes priority over everything that came before it. If I knew full well, I, I mean, now I'm, I've kind of at the point now where I don't really need it. I certainly, I, I don't crave it really. I don't think very often meat in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I see it, I'm like, eh, take it or yeah. leave it. But I, you know, I, and I wouldn't necessarily want to rob everyone else of that. But I think if there are enough people in the world, or if, if we redefined our relationship or renegotiated our relationship with what that is and appreciated it for what it is, rather than treating it as a limitless commodity, you know, it's not, it doesn't, it's, but do you You're know so what I mean? smart, man. No, yeah, no, I totally understand what you mean. I think it's 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 frustrating. It's I'm I'm normally quite articulate, and I think I've had too many gins. <laughs> I think we've not had enough gins. We need yeah. to we need to mm, catch up. we need more gins. Get on here, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, moving on. into the industry, then um, mm-hmm. you are a singer, um, and you I sing am, at you gosh. sing at weddings, and you've sang yeah. at holiday parks and things like that. I also oh, said I noticed in your bio that you're a wannabe actor. So yes. what sort of how did you get into the industry? Was it something you always wanted to do? So I say that I'm a wannabe actor because I started out wanting to be an actor and it went just didn't happen. <laughs> um and it this like singing and effectively songwriting came, although that is a personal thing, it's not like I do that professionally, um, came as kind of a <laughs> a byproduct, vegan mm. term. <laughs> um <laughs> As of that not really happening, really. So I did theatre when I was at college. It's awkward having this conversation because I feel like we've had this conversation loads in person, but for the fans. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I really wanted to, I did theatre in school and did theatre in um, college as well. And then I really wanted to go to drama school, which I think you both went to drama school, right? I, I, did. I studied musical theatre at college, but yeah. I know, yeah, I didn't get a degree or anything like that. So, like a formal I think you did though, me, right? I went to uh, Act Academy in Harrogate and did a one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, like, you did like vocational training kind yeah. of thing in some regard. So, yeah, so I really wanted to do that. And I um, auditioned on and off, I think, for a while. And to varying degrees of success... <laughs> varying degrees of success (laughs) I actually tend I actually know it was what was really frustrating about that process I got I got less successful I I think not not universally but I would say that that was the overwhelming sensation was that I was becoming less and less um good at drama school editions at least the older I got which I don't think is the way people kind of say it works um <laughs> off the back of that so I did I kind of did everyone else was going on gap years or they were at university and I was like my dream is dying so I went and worked at um, Haven as a singer there which is when I first kind of sang properly and that was just I remember I took that job just to because it was a two it was this is so pathetic in hindsight and how naive it was a full-time rehearsal process and I thought it would look good on my application the next year Mm. couldn't even audition the next year because they won't give me the time off oh no (laughs) didn't have to dress up as any like safari animals though which was good um, you'd but be I did far that. too. You'd be far too tall for that, far Jordan. Too tall. I would be. You would be surprised. The person that I lived with, which I think I can quite confidently say he won't listen to this. This is no disrespect to you. He ain't a vegan. 
Um, <laughs> maybe he should he, listen to this. <laughs> he was, maybe he should. Not about not what I'm about to say. <laughs> but he he was he was definitely too tall for a certain um, famous tiger. But he did it anyway. Oh really? Um, I, I know it's a perfect excuse for me to bow out. Catch me jumping inside an animal skin. It wasn't real, but um, either way. So I did that. And then I continued auditioning um, until well into working at theatre before me and Emma met, though. Um, and I was doing like community theatre and young companies, which I don't think any of us would qualify for anymore, which is depressing. <laughs> um, and then I got in. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course, youthful. He's only, um, he's only 36. Yeah. Yeah. 18 at heart. but um I got in somewhere when I was at the theatre and at that point and it was somewhere that I'd actually this sounds really like I don't know wanky or disrespectful but I don't mean it to I'd only auditioned there because I'd got a final round somewhere I really wanted to go and pardon my language everybody but I shit myself because it was very very unexpected and this one was a full day workshop and the final round of this other place um, was also a full day workshop and I thought I'll just practice and then I got in um, on a I got in on a scholarship which is going to sound like I'm I, I say that I say that as though it sounds arrogant I don't mean it in an arrogant way because I think we've had this conversation before and I don't know if anyone will vouch for this in their personal experience but I personally thought this specific place the scholarship was a fucking con it wasn't <laughs> a scholarship it covered X amount of the funding and then you had to privately fund the rest of it. A full mm. scholarship, this is. You had to privately fund the rest of the funding that the full scholarship did not fund. And then you had to... Everything else was private. Um, mm. It also didn't... I didn't really like it. People were on their camera phones in classes when I went and did like walk rounds and I was like, nah, not for 10 grand yeah. a year or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and I ended up... That kind of like killed the dream, really. I was like, oh, I just feel like... And then I, I think audition again and maybe just got literally nowhere with anywhere and then and then kind of stopped because I, I felt at that point that if I was successful which I felt was less and less likely to be honest um I just was too not too old to do it but I felt like I was at a point in my life at that point as I'm sure you guys sometimes feel where I was quite comfortable being an adult that had a job and money and disposable yeah. income and freedom in a sense. And I thought there was a lot of other things that it meant giving up um, or not necessarily much guarantee. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then I started singing off the back of that. And I think whilst I was doing community stuff, I went to the contact theatre in the Royal Exchange and I met someone there who was a singer. He went to, oh, I can't remember where she went. I think she went to Man Met, but she, had, she was helping out at the contact theatre yeah music and drama and she um I kept bumming into her and I was a bit obsessed with her and it was a bit weird and I was kind of stalking her but not in a criminal way (laughs) um and I loved her and every single time much like I do with you Emma (laughs) anything that she put up was like like um and she she ended up she messaged me and asked me to audition for a band that that she was like a band leader in and then yeah got into it that way and then apparently I always get told that male singers are in really short supply. So it just meant that I got, yeah. um, it did, didn't have to be any good, really. I just got some work But, you, but it, it also fun. helps that you are wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that came across how I meant it. 
but I, uh, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what it did. Thanks. It's funny, isn't it, how life can throw you all these different curveballs and you think you're destined for one kind of career, but something else yeah. comes along and you, you enjoy it just as much. And Yeah, for sure. Is I still say want to be actor. I was going to say, is theatre and acting still something that you still want to do and pursue a bit further down the line? Or Absolutely, but I just feel like, and I might be wrong, because to be, to be quite honest, it's one of those things where I say, I feel like it's really clicky, or it's really hard to get into. Maybe clicky is the wrong word, but it's quite difficult to get into once maybe that, that moment in your life has passed. There does seem to be a, maybe a bit more of a, certainly more of a conventional trajectory into, mm. into that sort of a life. So... I think there might be, or at least maybe I'm at least I might be labouring under a misapprehension here, but there is maybe a bit more of a trajectory to that sort of career path. Um, that to the, for the most part, at least certainly the, the, maybe the, maybe because the point of reference that I have is the shows that come to the Palace Theatre where me and Emma work, or the theatre where me and Emma work. I'm not sure if you want to say the Palace. I don't mind. Um, okay. We like the palace, so we're not going to slag that one off. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, and I feel like maybe that would be a bit more problematic. And I'm not, I would feel very, very out of practice. It's definitely something I want to do at some point, but it's, I maybe use it as a bit of an excuse work because I'm probably a little bit scared now because I haven't really done it for a while. And I think that, I think we will see the same kind of groups of people coming around and the same friends coming around and they've already kind of established a bit of a base and a bit of a and a bit of a um cv and i would would be very much starting from like mm. i guess it i guess it all depends on, on what kind of career acting wise you want to go down if it's tv and film mm. then you don't necessarily need to go to drama school you can just take uh acting for screen classes and, and get into it that way yeah. i know a lot of people I, I'm friends with an Oscar winner who never went to drama school do you know what I mean uh, whereas wow. with theatre you do need that kind of mm. training but it doesn't necessarily need to be drama school training I think drama school training is wonderful for, for what it is but if you got into like a theatre such as Hope Mill and working for people like yeah. our previous guest Hannah or even if you just created a, a theatre company and went round the, the fringe, the Manchester fringe, and just got your experience that way, that will be a, a different way into the industry. Mm. Definitely. And I think that's definitely an option. I think, to be honest, I'm, I maybe use it as a bit of an excuse to not to not try, <laughs> which is awful. But I think you get, you maybe get my, um, what's that saying? I think my, my fingers got a little bit burned from all those auditions. And now that I have something that is... Relatively easy, really. In in comparison, maybe I think yeah. like the, the, the like the audition to work ratio is totally the other way around. Like yeah. to my understanding, that even just from knowing actors that are auditioning or, or jobbing actors, unless you have, like it's brilliant. One of my jobs is an escape, an immersive escape room. So some of them get regular work there, but a lot of them, a lot of people would audition. Sort of wouldn't even like to hazard a guess at how many times before they eventually get a yes. And all of those auditions take time for prep. They take money for mm. travel. Yeah, music's quite the other way around, really. I think particularly being in a bit of a privileged situation where you're kind of told constantly that there's no male singers, there's no male singers. I'm like, well, I'll do it. (laughs) Here I am. It's kind of maybe if I ever kind of well, 2020 would have been a good opportunity, but that passed us by. (laughs) Um, But if 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 maybe things went well musically, I would maybe be able to commit a bit more time and money and effort to it. It's not really a, it's, it's difficult as well. I feel like when, as you get older, it's not just the opportunity to maybe train and invest that sort of time into it. It's, you kind of, I've definitely felt 
like you you kind of you when I was younger all I wanted to be was an actor or a performer mm. as I've got older I still want to do those things but there's other things there's other life goals that I have like I want yeah. to buy a house or I still can't drive yeah. which is a, a gather quite unusual at my age or there's other kind of real world things that you want to strive for and I, and I think maybe I feel sometimes to to invest too much time or money into that it might mean sacrificing some of the other things that yeah. might arguably bring me the same value or fulfillment or whatever maybe not but um but yeah, uh, that's, I, feel like I, I feel exactly the that. same way Jordan I feel so, that that's something you know I I tried to do musical theatre and then it didn't really work out for me and I found it too hard so then I went into singing but then yeah I also what was like part of me would still love to continue to to try and do musical mm. theatre it would of course it would but yeah. I want to get married and I want to have kids and yeah. I want to buy a house and buy you know it, it's I completely understand where you're coming yeah. from there yeah. that that really that opportunity to say on the record another reason I wanted to join you today is to say congratulations thank you, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah also to apologize for being the worst friend ever because I think I was the only person from work that wasn't in your congratulations video at the cinema no. and I felt there was a reason, and I can't really remember what it was. I think it was probably a crap reason, to be honest. Like, me just you definitely weren't the only one, but no, oh, don't, wor- no, don't he, worry. He messaged me it. saying, I don't want to do this. I don't like Emma. No, I was just crap. I think I was really crap, and I think I left it to the last minute. And then um, <laughs> I, I definitely I distinctly remember me having like, oh, you've got to do that, you've got to do that, you've got to do that. But I hadn't washed my hair for like a week, so I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I'm congratulating you, but I'm not going to jump on a cinema screen looking like this. Um, <laughs> however, your podcast does not have uh, visuals, so we're all This good. one does. Did we not tell you? <laughs> no. Right right don't worry, don't worry. Um, no, yeah. So yeah, congratulations. That's pretty. Really, I also you. saw, how far away is it now? Because you've, so oh, wait, wait. We, do you want to say on here? Yeah, yeah, we booked it oh, yeah, for yeah. April in 2023. So we're still two years mm-hmm. out, but it's... Well, we might even be out of the pandemic by then. I know, Fingers right? Crossed. <laughs> Fingers know. crossed. But no, yeah, I definitely... Um, back to the getting old thing. It's, it's hard. It's hard. I think, yeah, I think... I, I, I wonder sometimes how people that are doing it, that are regularly working in that kind of industry, feel about maybe having to make those same sacrifices for the other new things that they want as people, not just as professionals, yeah. when that's all they know. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like I'm, I remember, I remember kind of feeling like for the, when I got that scholarship, I remember kind of thinking, great, and cartwheels and whoop de doos but I've got a full-time job that I actually quite enjoy. Like you kind of learn other things that you you like as well, and it yeah. becomes yeah. less to be all and end all. And like if you want to have, if you do want to start a family, th- th- it's not very, they're not mutually exclusive, but they don't exactly run hand in hand, do they? Having a job yeah. that means you're out every single evening and, you know, you kind of have to go whenever you get work because mm. it's so inconsistent. So I think, I don't want kids, so maybe that's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's, yes, yeah, it's, it's weird. I think that's a, that's a reality. That's not so much about the industry as much as it is about maybe growing older and I guess having to reevaluate what your priorities are. And it's definitely still something I'd want to do, but you, you grow maybe to appreciate the things that you have whilst kind of 
still wanting the thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I well, spent my early 20s going, I'm so crap, I can't act, I'm rubbish, I can't do this, I can't do that, I work in a theatre, I'm serving people that I auditioned with, that are in the shows, I'm selling tickets <laughs> for, which does absolute wonders for your ego, everybody listening. <laughs> but I used to feel so crap about it. And then, like, you know, I'm still, we're all still alive and happy and doing things that are exactly. of value, so... Well, here's the thing. Everything that you do in life is going to aid you in whatever you choose to do a bit later on down the line. So if acting mm-hmm. is something that you do come back to a bit further down the line, then everything that you've done up until that point is life experience. And what's being yeah. a good actor than portraying true life? Do you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I, definitely... I know you want for a, a, a good quote. Here's one that I like to live by. Whatever, whatever is meant for you will not pass you by. Oh, I like that. My mom it's not tattoo-worthy, but I do like it. My mum says it a little bit differently. She says, what's for you won't go by you. <laughs> oh, that's a nice Scottish interpretation. <laughs> one of my favourite ones, totally irrelevant to the subject matter, but one of my favourite ones that I heard at work where me and Emma work, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of our, um, not old, just in case she is listening, but certain senior to me and Emma once said, about someone on my Tinder. <clears throat> don't worry, because you don't look at the mantelpiece when you're busy stoking the fire. <laughs> <laughs> and what made that perfect, even better, even more funny, was that she said that her mum told her that when she was a teenager. And I was like, wait, wait. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was literally in stitches. So Excellent. astute and lovely as yours were, I feel like I won. Yeah, you uh, definitely no, 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 <laughs> Well, no, yes, it's, it's um, but yeah, happy, happy singing for now. Yeah, good. Roundabout. Talking, a, talking about singing and gigging and stuff, as you've sort of just become plant-based, so you won't have obviously gigged during this time, are you worried about anything for when you go back to gigging from, from being plant-based? If you're at a wedding and you're getting fed, is there anything that sort of concerns oh, you about God. it? Or are, you, are you feeling quite um, all right about it or...? I haven't really that's over. I haven't really thought about it. I know that one of the bands that I work with is normally quite accommodating. Like we just kind of get meal deals. Mm. Um and they just say, Has anyone got any dietary requirements? Um I haven't really thought about the real world in general. I found it quite easy. I will say, having fallen off the bandwagon actually a lot, of, well, not a lot, but during Veganuary when everyone else is doing it properly. Um I I really didn't struggle in lockdown because there was no and I think I was in October, we went out and I thought it was actually kind of easy, easier to order. When you went out, you didn't have to look at the whole menu. I was like, this yeah. is great. As a, <laughs> as a generally quite kind of obsessive um, person with menus, I'm, I can get really easily overfaced and it made it really easy um, to just decide. Enjoyed the cooking element of it and the new ways of cooking. In terms of the real world, when it starts to I'm, I'm not really sure how I will respond. I think... Um, one thing I will say is as a singer, and this isn't true for everyone, but I don't know if you will echo this. I kind of try not, I don't like eating before I go mm-hmm. up anyway, just because it makes, for no other reason, it just makes me bloated. Sometimes, depending on what you have, it get, can kind of... I get a little bit and, burpy sometimes. Um, oh, yeah. No, I've, I've had enough burps on a microphone to add chili con carne to the mix. To the <laughs> <laughs> if I could um, give you any sort of advice for it, if you, um, if you were gigging and you were maybe at a wedding or something and you're not sure, I usually would just take something. 
because then yeah. I know that I've got something to eat, you know, when it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm not, not eating all day. Um, I would definitely, yeah, I think that's definitely a good idea because I think if I'm hungry, oh, don't, just don't. <laughs> it's so true what you say about uh, menus though. When, when I was a meat eater, I would pick apart that menu and yeah. how many times would the, the waiter waitress would, come? Yeah, they would come over and they'd go, are you ready? And I'm, I've always been quite fussy. So I didn't have that many things to look at because I was like, yeah, I'll have either that or that. Okay, I'm going to have that. Mm. Um, whereas you, Lee will just eat anything. Would, uh, you know, would just eat anything. The waiter would come it? over and they'd be like, are you ready? And he'd be like, yeah. And so I'd order and then he'd be like, um, and he'd panic and then he'd pick something that he probably didn't even want. <laughs> Another pain. I, I kind of wanted everything. <laughs> so it wasn't really from out to eat everything. But like, can I have one of everything? <laughs> I think I think what I will say is what I'm maybe dreading a little bit is when I say dreading, I couldn't I, if someone offered me this now, I'd be like, right, where are we going? So I'm not dreading it that much. I'd still rather go to a restaurant. But I have been the meat eater in a group with a vegan. Mm-hmm. And there's been a, a bit of restaurant hopping and it mm. does. I think it's understandably so for people that kind of would just want to sit down and eat something. It can get maybe a little bit wearing and I, I yeah. want to be cautious of that. I, I don't want it. It's maybe the more the anxiety, overusing the word anxiety here, but um, maybe more the kind of the cautiousness comes from, I don't want to limit other people too much. Like I'm yeah. happy to discuss my reasons and my views and whatever. Um, but I'm not. You're a bit of, worried about being a burden to people. A little bit, and yeah. I will say most people. I don't think most people are quite interested, and and um, mainly most of my friends are very facilitating and aren't like big. I'm pro- probably, as far as I'm aware, I'm probably the biggest. Like I was sitting down with people that were having veggie breakfasts, and I was like, "What no?" <laughs> for ages like so i'm probably that the one voice. that can i don't know <laughs> that voice it just gets me that's my, that's my jordan a year ago meat eating voice um <laughs> but no I, I was sort of the person that was like oh it's not worth the money if it's not got meat in it so, so i'm probably the worst one kind of taken out of the equation so it might be really easy but um oh do you know what though one thing i'm worried about dining out for pizza Okay. Dining in for pizza are perfected, right? Yeah. I know, I know, the, I know the whys, the wherefores, and the where to goes, sure. right? Dining out, vegan cheese is hit and miss. I know it's much better than it was. Mm. I know that, but it is still very much hit and miss. I and can't say pizza, I really get a lot of pizza at a restaurant. Really, no, I yeah, genuinely, yeah. like I would get, I get pizza takeaway quite a lot, but. At a restaurant, I don't think we've had pizza. Uh, we go for Zads every time, Zads in Charlton. Do you know, it was you, it was you who I, saw, I think it was maybe even this channel of you yes. that I saw and I was like, oh, I've got to get that, I've got to get that. And then I went on before Christmas and there was, I found it quite confusing because there was like a delivery rotor or something that yeah. I didn't understand. So they've got so like a, they've got like a sort of minimum, they've got, sorry, like a, normal distance that they'll go every day but because so many people around the outskirts of Manchester want them um they yeah they mm. basically do like a rota of where they'll go each time so you you're in you're in the center of Manchester though aren't you I'm yes I am I'm really rich no I <laughs> I'm in the Hilton Hotel in the penthouse no I'm in Salford now so I'm okay. towards like region region road still kind of near 
I don't yeah, know so they, they, I don't know if they would come to you every day, but they, yeah, they have like a rota of where they'll go um, each week. Pizzology is probably the best. Pizzology is really good. That's um, near Salford Station, actually. And Papa John's, again, swearing okay. Yeah. Just to yeah. yeah. Papa John's shits all over Domino's. Like Domino's pizza. Yeah, is yeah it does. Just crap compared to Papa John's I just wish um, Papa John's had like wedges or something because they only have potato tots and ooh. the tots are nice but I prefer a wedge so Papa if you're listening oh if we're talking about <laughs> vegan food so we're going to go off on another tangent here Love vegan it. food takeaway because we honestly I've lived off takeaway I've not been cooking at all this month it's really bad um, sometimes you just can Oh, mate, this month has not been the motivation month at all for me. I literally, we definitely need to talk about TV as well. And I know you spoke to Hannah about TV. So if we leave without talking about TV, won't be impressed. Because <laughs> we need to talk about one division. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. But, um, <laughs> but Wagamama's vegan menu, I don't know if mm-hmm. you saw that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good noise for anyone listening. That's a yes, happy that noise. Was, that was a happy noise. I would have eaten... Everything. Yeah. Like, I've, the Vigatu is so good. Yeah, mm. I've had that a few times even before I decided to try and not eat chicken. <laughs> um, but they had these... I made my parents get one because I was like, no, you're not going to know. You're not going to know. They had these so much so that I thought that I'd accidentally ordered meat. This mm. is how convinced it was. They had like these vegan rib things and I don't really eat I didn't really eat that much beef so they didn't eat things off the bone whatever because mm. it's Korean anyway um, it, it was in my opinion um, and I ate it and I was like this is, and it was mushroom but you would never like what they do with the texture of some of the things that they're working with it was unrecognisably mushroom it definitely had the same texture as beef delicious <laughs> um, bang bang cauliflower I will say it's gone downhill then you sort it out oh okay we like the edamame yeah the edamame with the chilli and garlic is good I've bad memories of edamame I went to somewhere I hadn't seen my friend for like this is years ago before social distancing so nobody come at me Um, (laughs) but I went somewhere and I I hadn't been before and she ordered everything she ordered edamame never had them and they come with a little bowl don't they yeah that bowl is for the skins once you've spat them out. Yeah, we didn't get that either. I, I didn't know that. So I'm no. sat there and this epiphany occurred whilst the waiter was asking us if we were okay for everything else. And we discovered with the waiter that I had been picking up my friend's chewed skins oh. and eating them. And I was going, this don't taste anything. And how disgusting is that? Oh, it's no. my friend from... She will remember this. We got very drunk after but she will remember this. And it was at... Uh, Sugar Junction No Yeah I think Sugar Junction Or somewhere Cotton a place it was um, And I was eating oh, she, she was Taking the peas out Like getting the salt And the seasoning off Putting her Like Scratch in a bowl and I was eating no. no we just were trying To eat the, the skins as well yeah. We just we, we didn't get yeah. To like pop them out And then eventually We're like Oh okay That's what it's yeah. But no that's a good story Yeah like Yeah no Not good <laughs> Where else is good There's loads of places At the minute I will say I went shopping before all the vegan stuff's gone. Like all oh. of the good vegan stuff's gone. Um, That's what happens. It's really, yeah, it's, it's disheartening because it's, <laughs> it's 
you get used to having something and then they take it away because it's not January anymore. I kind of get it in a, in, a, in like a supermarket way, but it's just like, well, no one's going to, no one's going to, you're never going to get the, like, the money you want from it if it's only there for a month. Yeah. You know, exactly. you'll buy it being there if you only give people the chance to buy it for a month. And it was rammed every time I went. It was doing my head in. <laughs> you get any plant-based bacon, honestly, if I loved the money. So you want to talk about WandaVision. <gasps> oh my God, I want to talk about WandaVision to okay. anyone. Before listen. we go any further, spoiler warning for anybody oh, yes. who hasn't watched yeah. WandaVision right now. If you haven't watched WandaVision, Stop skip, it, skip it forward to, yeah. to near if the end. If you haven't watched every episode of WandaVision at least twice and then a third time in slow-mo and then watched all the <laughs> breakdown and reviews, just disappear because we're not friends. <laughs> we're not part of the community. I'm obsessed with it. Isn't good. it great? So good. I've got nothing else to do and it's like, it's like the end of the week. It's brilliant. Have a gin, whatever's in the fridge, anything. Oh, so, Jordan, with all of our guests, we do a quick fire questions where you've got 60 seconds to basically just say which which you'd prefer or your sort of favourite thing. Um, so we just need to get the timer. Okay, are you ready? He looks terrified. I'm ready. Okay. They all, they all get scared at this Yeah, point. they do. <laughs> it's just a bit of fun. <laughs> okay. 60 seconds or 60 minutes with me. I can't stop talking. <laughs> Three, two, one. Go. Pineapple on a pizza, yes or no? Absolutely, yes. Marvel or DC? Marvel, 100. Yes. Favourite band or singer? Ooh, singer, singer. Mm. Band is Skinny Living, but I can't remember what their new name is. Singer at the minute is probably... <laughs> India Ari. Favourite musical? Oh, Mary Poppins. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Netflix or Amazon Prime? Oh, Netflix. Tofu or corn? Tofu. What's your biggest pet peeve? There aren't enough seconds in the world. (laughs) Champagne (laughs) or wine? Champagne. Your favourite song to sing? Never Too Much by Luther Vandross. Mm, Tea or coffee? Coffee. And your favourite vegan meal? Oh, katsu curry. Nice. But with tofu instead of chicken, obviously. Yeah. A, chicken, a chicken katsu curry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that was off the wagon. perfectly within 60 seconds. And a couple. And a couple. <laughs> and a couple. <laughs> oh, but less than most people, so it's absolutely fine. Oh, Jordan, we, we ask our guests this question uh, just before we, we finish up. If our listeners could take away one thing from our chat today, what would that be? If anyone ever asks you to do a podcast, try and plan what you want to say. <laughs> would be my first point. <laughs> so that it makes some sort of sense. Um, and what I would say, which I think we touched upon, is that if you decide to minimise your intake of, or your consumption of animal products in any way, um, progress is, is equally as valid as perfection. and. It's a transition. It's it, it's a transition. It's not you're yeah. not going to be overnight be a perfect person. Yes, yeah. 
can absolve themselves of all the guilt of mm. consumerism and capitalism. Like, just be patient with yourself. Don't beat yourself up if you eat bread that's got milk in it without thinking, or if you mm-hmm. get drunk and eat cheese. No, <laughs> you know, I'm not naming names anyway. But, um, <laughs> but don't, yeah, yeah, don't beat yourself up. It's um, it's not as easy as I think people sometimes make it out to be. It can be easier at times, more difficult than others. Um, and yeah, be kind to yourself at the same time as trying to be kind to the external world we share Love with that. our animal friends. Love that. Be kind to yourself whilst you're being kind to the world. Jordan, thank you so, so much for joining us. Thanks for your patience. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> I miss you. So firstly, after that, I would just like to apologise for how much I laughed during the whole thing. But he's just so funny that I just couldn't help myself. That's what I do all day at work whenever we're like on a shift together. I'm literally just like, the whole day. But that just... It, that just makes the day go a bit faster, doesn't it, really? Yeah, he's a right hoot. We love him. But yeah, no, it was it was interesting talking to him about all the different things we were talking to him about, really, like the fact that he worries a little bit because he's not a perfect vegan. And it, like, firstly, I'd just like to say, like, no one is. No, there's no such thing as a perfect vegan. I really don't think there can be because mm. the world makes it impossible to be yeah. i think um so and if don't feel bad about that don't no if you, if you feel like you you're falling short or or anything you're not the fact that you're trying means that you're doing so much better than everybody who isn't trying yeah and we've said this so many times on the podcast this is always our main advice but just like do what you can if that means that you still eat a little bit of cheese sometimes because you just can't stop right now, then eat a little bit of cheese and try and just try again later. Try. Yeah. It's all about do your research, which is what all of our guests have said so far is when they started going vegan, they started reading and watching things. So get, get into that, find out how it's made, why it's made. And then, maybe that might trigger something in you. Exactly. Instead of just cutting it off cold turkey, forgive the non-vegan pun there, <laughs> but, you know, do a bit of research about it. But at the same time, again, don't feel bad. So we also talked to Jordan. I cut most of this out because I didn't want to... I didn't want it to turn into a Marvel podcast, okay? Why not? Because it's not a Marvel podcast. <laughs> but we obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably know how much we love Marvel. We absolutely love Marvel. So to speak to Jordan about this was fun, but let's just chat about it a little bit. What did you think of WandaVision? First and foremost, this was such a needed piece of television for a Marvel fan who has had to go a year without anything. I mean, all right, there was New Mutants. We don't talk about that. It was like a a drug addict getting mm-hmm. drugs again. <laughs> Give me a hit, man. Give Come me on, Kevin Faggy. I just need one more. <laughs> and you know what? It was superb. It, yeah, was it was superb. A few people have commented how they didn't quite understand it and they weren't following along with it. Some people didn't like how the first few episodes were because they are sitcoms set in a set, certain era. Yeah. People didn't like how predictable the last episode was. And I, I'm just like, it's phenomenal. I think basically the uh, 
what we're saying is go and watch it if you haven't already. Jordan, if you're listening to this, I think me and you should start up a, uh, a Marvel podcast. What do you think? Yeah, I think that <laughs> should happen for sure. Uh, another piece of like film and TV that we that Jordan did mention was that film on Netflix, Okja. Mm. which I've watched the trailer for this week when I was editing the podcast because I completely forgot, to be honest. I yeah. forgot that you'd mentioned it. And it looks really interesting. So I think before next time, we should try and watch it and we'll um, we'll let you know what it's like. I think that might even be a decent feature for us to do. Let's watch some of these uh, documentaries and films just so we can speak to it from a, a point of view of having watched it and give our opinions and recommendations for, for you guys, our dear listeners. Yeah, so if you've got any that you'd like us to watch, if if any have really resonated with you or anything, then please do let us know. I gave you our um, our socials before, but I shall do it again. Instagram and Twitter at pbperformancepod or you can email us at plantbased performers at gmail.com i've seen on youtube that people do reaction videos so you know that might be something that we do yeah set up the camera and we goggle just, box it just yeah goggle <laughs> box it and you know we could have that as a separate kind of youtube thing let us know if, you, if that'd be something that you'd be interested in as well yeah i imagine there'd be a lot of me like covering my eyes going we're gonna go watch this <laughs> 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 that's all i got to say so wow what a what a conversation that was with Jordan. I found it really, he's very articulate. So articulate. I don't think he gives himself enough credit. He is super smart. He really is. And, you know, fair play to him. Uh, thank you so much for, for being a guest. Guys, if you want to come on again, we keep saying this, just get in touch with us and, uh, you know, we'll we'll make that happen. So we will say goodbye to you, our dear listeners, for now. And hope to speak to you all again very, very soon. Mm -hmm. Until next time, I have been Lee Petcher. I've been Amelia Rose. Our pet hamster, Oreo, also sneaking his little nose out to say hello to you. <laughs> and we have been putting veganism back in the spotlight. Thanks for joining. We had a blast on the plant-based performance.